Hello and welcome to the second unit with me, Freddie. Hello and Meg. Hello. And uh, today's film that we're discussing that Meg set me to watch is uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Yeah. Yeah, Mugen. M U G E N. Mugen? I'm going with Mugen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, okay. just go with that. And this is, uh, we're uh, leaving the um, sort of slightly sombre and slightly gritty world of Whitnail and I last week to, uh, (laughs) we're running back to the uh, fantastical world of anime, um, like a couple of weebs. Um, And this film is, if I've got this right, Meg, please um, correct me if I'm wrong. I will. So... There is a there is a television show called Demon Slayer. Yes. Yep. And there is a series, series one, mm-hmm. and then this film. And then there's series two that comes out in two weeks' time. In two weeks' time. Okay. Oh, yes. so this is sort of. I didn't actually look when this came out, but this is sort of relevant. This is happening. This is now. Yeah, the film's quite nicely slotted because sometimes you'll find in anime that content like prequels aren't enough to make a 24 episode season off so they'll pop it in a film where they can fully like do the connect the dots of the two seasons but they don't have to waste a large amount of budget producing high quality stuff for 20 24 episodes Mm. yeah but this isn't this isn't a prequel this does take place after this this is takes place after the first season but it's a, a conjoin conjoining event to season two that would have okay. taken up too much time of season two if it had been per episode. It's mm. a weird How long arc. is an episode of Demon Slayer? So it's about 25 minutes, 20, 25. Okay, yeah, no, you couldn't really do this in no. 25 minutes, could you? This was about two hours? I don't yeah. think it needed to be two hours, but no. 25 minutes would have been too short. So there's a there's a, there's a a Goldilocks zone somewhere in there, which they missed, uh, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen the first series of Demon Slayer. Meg gave me a rundown and then said, go. And essentially, this film is about... Um, it's it's in a world where there are demons to be slain. And uh, we follow the Demon Slayers. Uh, and we got our main kid, who has had his family uh, all killed by demons. Um, no, by... And... Hang on. By oh, one sorry. demon. <laughs> By one demon. So this guy called Muzon's like, I it's hate life. just the life. one demon, actually. <laughs> this guy who really looks like Michael Jackson called Muzon is just right. peeping about the place, kills Tandre's entire family. It's pretty horrible, but his sister got a bit of uh, Michael Jackson's blood and is now mm. a demon, so it follows him trying to find a cure for his sister and, yeah. Yes. And joining the Demon Slayer corpse. And his, yeah. He's a... He's a fighter in the in the fight against demons, and he's it's him and his two friends. This guy with a boar head, and this guy in yellow, uh, and they're sort of like I guess how, new recruits, I suppose, at the end of series one still. Yeah, they're yeah they they're like they've been in the Demon Slayer since like episode three, but right. in the film they're fully fledged, proper like. Upper they have now they demon are slayers. demon slayers yeah. and their mission 
is to go aboard this train, which uh, is, people people have been training. No, yeah. the actual train. They go to the train to train <laughs> under Harisha called Rengoku. Yeah. yeah, because because people have been disappearing Killed. from this train. Yeah. Oh dear, dun dun dun. So they get there, and there's this sort of big demon slayer who's like uh knows his, knows all the knows all the moves he's been doing it for years and it's about these three sort of new guys this one super cool old veteran demon slayer on this train trying to figure out what's going on it's a bit like you know murder on the orient express who's doing the murderly on this train you know so rengoku is actually our age Right, and that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy who is a really good demon slayer. Yes, he's the flame Harisha. So Harishas are like Harisha. the upper, upper levels. The it's upper kind of echelon like of demon slayers. Avatar. But I showed you this film because I thought you'd find, like, even if you don't like necessarily the content, you can appreciate the work is very pretty, but mm. in a different way than yes. House is pretty. It's much more Absolutely. imaginative. Yeah. Because how's like Hayao Miyazaki's work isn't necessarily about imagination; it's about capturing nature as itself. Yes. Because he believes that nature is perfect and like doesn't need to be organised. It's beautiful. He observes mm. it. Whereas this is more about um, kind of like making things look very pretty deliberately. Because yeah. um, the like when Rengoku and that are fighting and you see the flames, that doesn't actually happen. That's just there to help us understand. They're not actually using right. fire magic. It's just a yeah. way of fighting with swords. But the fire okay. and stuff just helps us visualize the style. It gives it a nice, um, a nice like visual aspect. It's purely there for us to be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sort of like big big jumps into the air and sword swings and go Wah! and they like into the ground and big flashes of light as they through their swords but that's yeah I appreciate that that's not the sort of thing you'd ever see in a Studio Ghibli film but it is here and it works and it's good yeah it, it does work really well the um the uh, author which is quite interesting is a woman of Demon Slayer right and the way that everything is programmed in the world is there to help us understand it because it's quite a complex uh, idea of like different forms of breathing and things like this because it is forms of breathing it's yes. like just how they control themselves when they're using the sword mm. but adding this yeah, like visual element is really really interesting mm. yes at one point he gets a cut and, and Rengoku's like just breathe practice your breathing he's like <gasps> and then his cut just sort of heals itself <laughs> he just stops the blood to it or something yeah it's but... like f- f- breathe find the nerve endings shut them off find the blood vessels close them up <gasps> done <laughs> healed but then he can't do it at the end he's like because Rengoku spoilers dies at the end because he gets punched in the chest and our main yeah, kid's like his heart just is the, gone just, just do the ble- just do the breathing he's like I can't and you, you don't get much more than that <laughs> Don't do my boy Rengoku dirty like that. Man's tried as hard as he can. And he did his job. He protected everyone on the train and those kids. So he died a goddamn hero. <laughs> he did die a hero, but he still died. So 
my favourite part of this film is when uh, there are people working for the demons with promises yes. that they can die a good death under a nice mm. illusion. Yes, because the, the demons sort of recruited, they're all ill, sick mm. people who are like missing family members, aren't they? And they're like, I just want to see my family again. Yeah. So Give he's me, like, send me to heaven, please. Yeah, I'll send you, and when you die, you'll have this nice dream of seeing them, and you'll live your life full, yes. but in the dream world. Because so, the um, demon can give people dreams and control what they see in their dreams. So these people have to get into our protagonist's dreams in order to yes. try and kill our protagonists while they're asleep, because that'll be yes. easier for everyone. It's about a third of the film, isn't it? Everyone's just asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tanjiro. It did is... also put me to sleep. <laughs> I, I was quite tired. <laughs> I think it was alright. I don't, I don't. I mean, it reflects on the film somewhat, but I was quite knackered. But anyway. So, Tanjiro, who's our, our main boy. Yes, Tanjiro. These, this kid goes into Tanjiro's soul to end him. Mm. And his soul is just like, Here, here's where you can kill me. Yeah, because his soul's so pure. It's just mm. trying to help everyone. <laughs> it just tries to help them kill him, and he's like, oh, I can't do this, man. So mm. I like that. But Yeah, and his soul, there was like... There were clouds uh, everywhere, and either it was very, very, very well drawn, but were those actual clouds, like, not animated, that looked like, you know, no, it's photographed? All, it's all animated. Is it? Yeah, there's Lord. no... Um, I thought the sky at a certain point, not just there, but even in the thing I thought was like, that's, that's real sky, but was it not? No, it, what it will be, it will be um, cell animation, and it will kind of like Miyazaki use uh, CG just to fine-tune it to make it look as yes. crystal as possible. Yeah, there was so, a bit of that, wasn't there? Which I don't think yeah. was always great. No, it wasn't. I thought yeah. the train CG was not great, but... Yeah, when it, when it, when it goes all gooey. Yeah. But I understand I because was a bit, yeah. it is a studio that are working on probably about a thousand other projects. The time and budget it would take for animators who come from a cell animation background to start doing CG mm. probably would have been way too unprofitable and also too... Just like, it's like asking someone in film to go and make a Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> These are people from Do different it. backgrounds. It's just, you can't, Gladly. you know? So, yeah. um... It's it's not used perfectly, mm. but it's understandably why it was used, and I don't think it distracts too far from the rest of the film. No, no. Um, but I think this, like, I set you as well is quite interesting because there's a key difference with. I know you liked the Aristocrats quite a lot. There's yeah. a key difference with anime animation and Disney animation. They're both cell and CG. Aristocrats doesn't use CG, but it is cell. Um, mm. So, everything in anime, the whole landscape, the floor, the the environment that you're in, can get dislocated so quickly, but you can still follow what's happening. Whereas in yeah. traditional animation, everything is so, like, neoliberalist, in a sense where you've got to make sure it's perfect and represents reality as close as possible. Yes. It's such a different in it's such a difference in how they're presented, but they're both like sisters of the same art form. Mm. Which, which I is was which is yeah, I think we we sort of spoke about it in our Aristocats video where why use animation when you're trying to go for utter 
realism. Like Aristocats, sure might not dislocate, but it still does stuff like, you know, when the when the <laughs> the butler goes through the windmill and brings it with him for a bit. You can't do that in real life, but mm. sort of more more modern stuff is just trying to be totally utterly a hundred percent realistic with what it does, and I sort of yeah. But this was great. It wasn't trying to to do anything that was absolutely grounded in reality it's a pretty off the wall story with off the wall movements and off the wall characters yeah it's like i just love the the it's it's very brave to take a train that is your main source which is already hard as a reference in an animation right because you've got all of these carriages there's no differentiation Mm. between all of them yeah you got to take this, you got to let people know what's happening in this environment, and you got to show it to them, and then we're going to absolutely destroy the chain, <laughs> and you yeah. guys are just going to have to follow. But in anime, you can do that, because anime is very much, I think, like a game, almost. Like, I thought that this this film specifically was quite, um, quite important in the anime movement, because the thing is with anime deaths, and the thing is with deaths in these genres, just like yeah. Disney... They used as a way for our characters to buckle up quick, you know. You gotta yeah, man like, up. You gotta get up. You gotta. I hate that phrase. Man like up, how but, every Disney character you know. has at least one dead parent. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. And in anime, when these deaths happen, it's very much like a game. Death holds little consequence because our main characters will pick themselves up and they will restart. Like Attack on Titan, you see Eren, he loses everyone, and he goes a little bit the same from it. But he never mm. loses his core ideology because it doesn't affect him to the point that it would affect people around him. Yeah. So it's very much like a game. You can just press restart and our character the next season will be absolutely fine. In Mungan Train, when Ren- Rengoku dies, there are moments where all of them, including Inosuke, who is of the series the most grounded character he's insane yeah he's hard as nails he doesn't show emotions um, but when you see emotions that's a really really big turning point and shows you how serious this is and that's rare it's rare that the severity of a situation is displayed to us in anime because anime wants to feed us our own fantasies it's like immerse yourself in this world but don't worry we'll we'll get it to you you just have Mm. to sit and you have to enjoy it in this film it's like no you're going to have to sit, you're going to have to watch it, and you're really going to have to think and understand how these characters are feeling at the same time. It's, it's quite yeah. a step away from the traditional sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't appreciate the context quite as much as you, um, or really <laughs> identify that this was doing a lot differently, because I just <laughs> was watching the end and watching this whole film, I thought, God, there's a lot of crying in this film, isn't there? <laughs> Like everyone's just like, <laughs> like the whole time, and I get. I mean, you're right. If I was in this situation, I'd be weeping and sobbing, and I, I wouldn't be fighting. I'd be hiding. Uh, it's terrifying. The the train turns into a demon. Mm. That's that's what happens. They're looking for this demon on the train. The demon is the train. <laughs> I mean, not initially, but turns himself into the train. Mm. Um, scary, scary stuff. And sure, you have a really good connection with this with this guy, and he's going to be your mentor. 
and everyone's very happy, and then he dies at the end, and you're like, oh my god, this is terrible, this is the worst day of my life. I mean, it would, it would shake you to your core, but, yeah, I don't know, because you sort of think, like we were saying in an animation, um, you know, it doesn't try to recreate reality, or, or it's best when it doesn't. I guess you sort of think that that would also apply to characters and emotions because often it does like you said you know Disney you you have characters and people die around them and they're like right well it's time for me to pull myself up by my bootstraps and be a man um but sort of what I would guess I was expecting this so when someone dies and everyone just basically breaks down crying it was it was not shocking almost uncomfortable I don't know yeah but like I think it being uncomfortable is it's meant to because from mm. you see these characters you gotta remember these are like 14 15 year old kids who are our protagonists yeah, yeah. they're the children they've just seen their big brother that they've just you know he's like call me mm. big brother i'll train you and they're like <laughs> big bro, big bro, they haven't big had bro. a lot of kindness in this world there isn't a lot sure. of kindness so yeah tanjo hasn't had a father since he was a kid his family are no. all dead and someone's saying i'll take you onto my wing I'll be a big brother, and he's like finally he's like, like yes. Finally, have a father figure. Yes, and I then have family again. Dead. At the end, he just sees him like <laughs> fisted through the um the chest. No, yes, like actually not. <laughs> <laughs> a demon punches <laughs> a hole through him. <laughs> but like, it's so sad. Yeah. But it is uncomfortable to watch because. The, the season that you watched that is before this film is relatively, like, jolly for a film or a season that's about mm. demons killing relatives. Tanjiro is always happy. So when we see these characters who are consistently um, chin up, we'll get over it, just completely give up. They're like, I've had enough, I'm just going to cry for a bit. It's hard. It's like seeing mm. your own family member. Like, a lot of people say that a turning point in their life is when they see their dad cry. Yeah. They're like, oh, I've never seen my dad cry before. And then I saw him and I was like, that's a human being. That's not, you know, your parents mm. are always slightly different to other human beings because you're so, like, <laughs> wrapped yes. up in your own world as a kid. Then you see your dad Why cry. Why is daddy crying? I don't yeah. like daddy crying. Exactly. It's kind <laughs> of like that. It's, it yes. is uncomfortable, but it's meant to be. Mm, yeah, and I guess as well, I'm not, having not watched the first series, not as invested <laughs> in these characters as I'm supposed to be. You're not supposed to watch, start with this film. Um, so, yeah, these were, I guess, strangers, and, and two hours later I'm watching them have the most emotional moment of their lives, it seems. Um, which, you know, in, in other films is is perfectly normal. But yeah, I, don't, I I guess that's the thing. I wasn't expecting it from an anime, and that's why you showed it to me, because it's an important anime, because it's doing sort of somewhat new things with the things the characters are going through. Well, and, I, like, yeah. with the... Because with, they all get put into a dream, and our main guy... Was it Ten... ten Tanjiro? Tanjiro. <laughs> um, his dream is him with his family, who die at the start of the first series. Um, so he's with them again. He's like, oh, I'm here again. And and he sort of initially thinks, God, all this Demon Slayer nonsense was all a dream. This is real. And the first thing he does is 
run up to his like little brother and sister and just break down crying going I'm sorry I'm sorry just an absolute floods of tears hysterics having a full on breakdown I thought Jesus Christ this is very heavy it's so heavy <laughs> but it's, it? it's, it's just so real and you're like God not expecting this from a from an anime from a cartoon it is I do like even though the the narrative per se and the um, the events that take place aren't realistic at all, mm. the emotions that these characters are displaying, I think everyone's felt in their life a sense of grief that has just overwhelmed them, right? Sure. Probably not you, because you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? But most people. <laughs> most people. Most normal people. Most normal people have felt. I grief. watch a cartoon crying, and I'm like, ugh, disgusting. <laughs> Cartoon. Um, yeah, I'm being dismissive on for for comedic purposes. Um, but yeah, no, it it does it does get very heavy, very real. Mm. And I, I, I get it. I I get why that's important for the genre. Yeah. It, it kind of it does at times step out of its own genre as well with the way that it does display its characters. Like I say, this is shonen, it's aimed at 15-year-old boys. We compare it to other shonens. So you got Tokyo Ghoul, you got... Uh, um, what is a shonen? So, like, a shonen... Sorry. A shonen animation is an animation that is designed specifically targeted towards, like, teenage boys, probably. Mm. I God, think I the, the, the limit's 15. Yeah? Give me the shonen. <laughs> yeah. Shonen, yeah, shonen, because there's there are different types. Shonen's targeted mainly at teenage boys, fifteen onwards. Um, so if you compare other ones from its categories, like Attack on Titan, like Tokyo Ghoul, mm. things that happen affect the characters for sure. Yeah. But they make the characters either stronger or they change the character's mindset so that the grief that they're feeling isn't necessarily the forerunner. It's usually revenge-based or something. In this, yeah. Tanjiro has a moment where he's vengeful, but then he just stops and goes back and comforts Rengoku in his last moments. And that's really adult for a shonen. It's, it's definitely a switch that is flicked yeah. there. It's very different. It's not about, I'm going to go and chase after him and risk my life mm. and get vengeance, and this is how it's going to wrap up. It's, I'm overwhelmed, so I'm just going to have a sit-down. Yes, it's a very, he's a very, very, very compassionate little boy, isn't he? <laughs> a little boy. Yeah. Little boy. There's a moment where um, the conductor is like fighting him or something, and then the conductor's sort of under the, the demon's spell, and uh, the conductor stabs him in the gut. Um, that's sort of towards the end of the film, but he's sort of dealing with that for the rest of the film, having been stabbed in the abdomen. Um, and he says, he says, I don't want to die because then that will make that guy a murderer. No one wants that. <laughs> it's, like, it's a very, it's a very selfish, selfless way of uh, viewing being stabbed. I love Aliska because he's like, just screw that guy. Yeah, it's like just he just stabbed. He's like, yeah, but he doesn't know what he's doing. But, um, no one wants to be a murderer. It's also so it's dark true. how many times Tanjiro kills himself. Trigger warning there. Oh God, yeah. Like, that constantly, is, um, like, and almost Yeah, because he it. figures out, because this demon keeps putting them under under dreams, under, sort of, puts them to sleep. Yeah. And he figures out that the way to get out <laughs> of your dream 
is to slice your own neck open. Um, and just kill yourself, and it's quick enough, isn't it? Yeah, so they're, they're having a fight, and, like, the demon is literally going, like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And every time, like, that quickly in the fight, he's just going, dream, huh, dream, huh, dream, huh, just cutting his neck open, like, immediately. I love the, um, yeah. the pacing of that moment. Mm. So it's literally, like, it gets faster and faster and faster until it's reality, and this goes, like, stop. You're awake. Yeah, you're, you're right to actually actually cut your neck off. Yeah. Head off. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. I love that little, like, how it builds up tension in that, though. I love montages, mm. and it was... You see it coming, don't you? Yeah. But, like, that sometimes foreshadowing or seeing something common is great because people are like, oh, it's too obvious what's happening. But that's good because because you know what's happening, you're anticipating it mm. to climax, and you're like, <laughs> when? <laughs> so, yeah. Also, it's very interesting what I would normally watch and what you would normally watch. This is quite a step away. Like, I've watched the season and everything, but to go to the cinema, I'd say, and watch something on the big screen... Mm. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily have done that but when I went to watch it on the big screen you really get the sense of animation and it's amazing how something that humans have created and drawn can make you feel that sense of warmth when you see the fire and the cold when you see the ice and stuff like that yeah but I did think. you see this in the cinema? I did go and see it at the cinema oh, where was showing this then? Uh, everywhere really The View, oh. Odeon it was very popular it took over um it took over Spirited Away as highest grossing foreign animated film and I think highest grossing foreign foreign film. What, of all time? I'm not too sure. Let me check. It grossed over $503 million at the worldwide boxing office, making it the highest grossing film of 2020. Huge. Uh, the first time a non-Hollywood production topped the annual box office. It set a number of box office records including becoming the highest grossing anime and Japanese film of all time. It I'm surprised did. I hadn't heard of this then. Yeah, I know. It's um I'm quite sheltered. You are. I mean I, I I've heard about, you know, some anime. I could list <laughs> a few. But I didn't even know Demon Slayer was a thing. Yeah, it's um it was advertised, but I think we probably noticed it more because we watched the season. I say we, me, housematey. Mm. But yeah. um, well, I've got ad blocks. So. <laughs> That'll be why I don't. Um, so yeah, I I I enjoyed this film for mo- moments. Like you say, there are moments where I see it hasn't been done as well as possibly. I would have liked to have seen it done, I say, as someone who sits and just writes about this stuff <laughs> instead of actually doing it, so it's no critique to them. I think it was great. It's just there are moments where the CG possibly wasn't the best option, but I understand why they went for it. And yeah. there were moments where I think it got a little bit off topic, but films are hard. To put a book into mm. a film, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, well, I felt that this was sort of... So the film is them on the train trying to figure out where the demon is on the train mm-hmm. and they deal with that and then there's still about half an hour left. <laughs> and then this other demon just shows up. Had he been it the the final demon? Had he um, been in it previously? No, so Muzon No, he's just just shows up, yeah. Muzon's a bit of a coward as a demon. So what he's done is he's he's made a lot of demons, cursed them that saying that if 
if they speak his name or reveal where he is, they'll just blow up like a, you know, Suicide Squad where they got the chip in the head. Mm. It's a bit like that. So hit those. So Muzon is it? Muzon, yeah. He looks like. So Muzon's like the big bad of Demon Slayer. Yeah, yeah. He's the first demon. I see. And um, I don't know if oh, you saw. Oh, what the um, oh, the the train one. Yes. No, no, not the oh. train one. Sorry, no. No. Um, no. Just like the first, like the original demon. The original demon, yeah. Not in the film. He he's not in the film. Okay. Sorry. Um, you'll recognise the. Do you know there was a guy that was like all scarred on his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a relative of Muzon, but because of Ooh. Muzon being the first demon, he's cursed his family, so they're all um. The men die at like twenty, so they have to have kids yeah. at like fourteen, fifteen, so that the family line can continue getting Gross. demon slayers to fix their sins. But um, mm. yeah. So Muzon has this ring of demons. He has upper twelve, lower twelve, and they all kind of protect him, like upper hands. Hmm. Um. So. And that's because all the demons are like ranked. Yeah. But Muzon... So the the first one we see, I don't know what he is. He's sort of like a was it fourth or or fifth? Something? Yeah, he he's upper two, I think. The train. No, the upper one. train is lower fourth or lower. Fifth. Lower fourth, and then but the last one, he's an upper third. He's upper third. Ah, yeah. So he's like almost the second best or third best yes. demon in the world. So so yeah, they spend the film dealing with this first demon who is on the train, and they deal with him in the last half an hour. This second demon shows up who is uh, better, I suppose, and then just kills our our new mentor, Rengoku, mm-hmm. and then leaves. I don't know, it felt like two different films. Like that second, the second bit, that last half hour, just like could have been a different episode, and the train stuff could have been the film. I Do you think, know what I mean? I, I know, I completely agree, but I think. Rengoku was meant to die in this arc and how Rengoku died was by our boy's hand Azaza's mm. hand I think his name is um, but Azaza was sent because Muzon is very scared of Tanjiro because Tanjiro's ancestors almost killed Muzon in the past Right. and when Muzon saw the uh, rising sun earrings, earrings yeah. he recognised Tanjiro's yeah. lineage and so he's like go and kill this kid so with the mm. context, it makes more sense, but I get where, that like... He was, that he just showed up. I yeah, see. that he showed up, because he's hunting Tanjiro. I see. But, okay. obviously, Rengoku saved Tanjiro by maiming. Even though he lost, he maimed. And then yeah. Tanjiro just plunged the sword, which, by the way, is mm. pretty cool, because even the... None of the Harishas have fought an upper 12 before, and our boy Tanjiro managed to do it. <laughs> Yeah, managed to actually yeah. touch one. So, mm. um, although I guess he lost his sword at the end. There's a really funny side story to this, where there's these guys right. who make the swords for them, and they're very angry if anything happens to their swords. And this is the second oh sword that Tanjiro. Oh my god, he's in so, so much trouble. Yeah, because at the end he uh, the the <laughs> upper three demons running off, and Tanjiro like basically javelins his sword into him from a very long distance. <laughs> And the demon just keeps running, so he's just got his sword in him. Yeah. So buy sword. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happens. But um, no, I think in terms of experience, it was probably something quite new from what you usually watch. 
Oh yeah, for me, yeah. I've watched uh, beyond the stuff on this show. The only other anime was uh, House Moving Castle. Uh, I've watched Death Note. Um, that's it. <laughs> I think that's the only anime I've watched, um, and that was all right. Uh, kind of, kind of, not similar, but you know, demons and and spirits and sort of, I suppose, based in folklore more than anything. Yeah, especially in um, Japanese folklore as well. I mean, yeah, you as a classic horror fan, I'm sure have seen the Grudge, have seen, yeah, The Ring, horrifying. Oh, stop, stop. Ringu. Like, ugh. Japanese mm. demons and ghosts are quite interconnected into the culture, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I thought... But yeah, I thought that that last half hour was a bit tacked on. Like, they sort of thought... Uh, like you said, that, that Rengoku had to die in this arc. That's sort of what it felt like. It felt like they made the train thing, and then we're like, yeah, but Rengoku has to die in this arc, so then we'll just have this other guy show up and, and kill him. It just felt like the the writers were like, we want them to have a win, but we want it to have a sad ending. Well, that's how the manga goes, because the manga's finished. It's been finished for a couple of years now. Right. Um, but this the, the manga and train arc is split, I think, over two or three volumes, and I remember a volume's quite short. Mm. So there probably wasn't room for it to fit into season two. And they wanted to tie, so they there's probably a couple of moments that they missed from the manga. But yeah, yeah, it does it does feel rushed. But the death scene, I still think, even as rushed as it is, feels very sad, especially when he sees his mum. And I love that moment where you can see Tanjiro in Rengoku's eyes. I thought that mm. was so pretty. Yeah, very pretty. It was sad seeing him go. I did. I was. I was a fan. <laughs> of uh, Rengoku, so the first eating? time you see him in the film, <laughs> he's he's eating like a what's it called, like a bento box. He's had like twenty of them, and every bite he's just going delicious, delicious, yep, delicious, delicious. I I dread to think Megan what would happen if it was not delicious. Oh. The hell there would be to pay. Yeah, he can fight. Mm. I think I might start doing that. Seems good. Just starts mm. shouting delicious after every single individual bite. Mm. I also started uh, this film, and it was the um, it was the dub, and then because I couldn't find the sub, I got like five minutes in, and I was like, oh, I need to find the sub because I don't like dubs. So I just found yeah. the sub. In the sub, he's saying delicious. In the dub, he's going tasty, 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 <laughs> which was also pretty funny. It's me. He's like, yeah. ah, ah. Oh. I think um, yeah you have to watch this film in my opinion subbed because there are moments that dub misses in film mm, yeah I guess everything doesn't translate well everything. no because animators will watch a voice actor's performance in order to get a reference mm, of the emotions yeah. that the face is displaying so you're watching dubbed you're watching someone mimic a voice that's mimicking the actions of a real person. It's just a cycle, maybe too much away. Yeah, to make it's a it bit realistic. too far removed. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. I see. I see. But I mean, honestly, uh, screw trying to have a conversation with Rengoku. 
Or, or any of the characters, really. They're all just very strange people. Yeah, they are. Just tortures. I mean, he's just... What's the word? Bombastic, maybe. He's... But just to an absolute extreme. He just is far too... Not even chirpy, just... He's a he's an absolute cannonball of a man. <laughs> he is, isn't he? It but felt I, a bit much. It was a bit much, but then I kind of think in the context of he's got 14-year-olds that are scared fighting their first ring of Muzon. Mm. He always is calm and reassuring, even when he's dying and fighting, and he knows there's a point that you can see where he knows he's going to lose the fight. Yeah. When he does his yeah. final form, he knows this is it. I just need to make sure that this maims him enough to save the kids. Yeah. He's still happy. He dies with a smile on his face. Mm. Like He nearly did it, though. He nearly did cut that oh, demon's head off. So close. He just didn't have the energy. The boys are just sitting and watching. And I know they didn't want to get in his way, but I was thinking, you know, when he's got his sock, because the rule is in Demon Slayer, you need to cut a demon's head off mm-hmm. to kill him. Uh, yeah. And this final demon is, like, super strong. And uh, Rengoku slashes into his neck, and it sort of gets halfway through, like, you know, nearly head and his neck or something. And mm. he's just like, I guess, like, you know, struggling to get through the bone. Um, and that's that's as far as he gets before he dies, and then the demon scurries off. But the kids are just sort of sitting watching. And I get you've been stabbed in the gut. I mean, but Boarhead hasn't. Just run up and just help yank the yeah, sword but... that bit further through. That is character development, because Boarhead, nah. who's called Anusuke, Anusuke, Anusuke does not like losing, Anusuke also doesn't like help, and he's mm, yeah. he's not even meant to be a demon slayer, he just happened to be on the same mountain as the passing examination, I see. and just joined in killing things, <laughs> he's mental. Mm. Um, yeah, he is a strange one. He's very, very strange, and he tries to fight every Harisha that even talks to him, he's just just that kind of person you know when you're introduced he's trying to fight Tanjiro right because Tanjiro's taken away his kill and he's like what the hell oh, what the hell that's yeah. my kill and he I tries mean, to no kill this guy no as well. a kill stealer but Tanjiro does he does try and intervene doesn't he he's like we've got to help and in this case like no we will just get in his way yeah don't do shit <laughs> don't do anything so yeah I feel like they could have just helped him just 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 yank onto Rengoku's sword and just help it through the rest of the way <laughs> so basically just still looking at each other like five minutes at the end there <laughs> they would have died I can assure you that he's a very powerful guy yeah um I also like that the demon was like oh, I've got to kill you if you don't join me but if you join me let's be friends <laughs> yeah just having so, a conversation it's an offer it was an offer, but mm. yeah, I liked the visuals of the fight as well. I thought that I thought that the last half an hour is actually the most visually interesting of the entire thing. Um, there was a lot happening, and like it was completely dislocated mm, from space. Like yeah. the sense of space was gone, but because there was so much happening, you felt it felt hot. I was watching mm, it. And still I was follow like, the action, yeah. Yeah, to be yeah, honest, right. if I was to recommend you any anime to get you jumped on, it would be Attack on Titan because that's on genocide and war. You guys seen Attack on Titan? It's <laughs> a really good show. But I like this for the 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 visuals, and I think stylistically, it looks very mm. unique. I don't think I've seen one where the characters quite look like that. It's very um, 
uniquely drawn. So. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. How did uh, Tanjiro's sense of smell come about? Is that established? I suppose earlier. It's just inherited. He's just. It's got just a he good just sniff. has a really good schnoz yeah. on him. But Zanetsu... So he can sniff out demons. The the lightning guy is really good at hearing. The the one dressed in yellow. Yeah. So that's Zanetsu. Ah, okay. He's really good He's at hearing. He's sort of a bit of a, a passenger. Mind mind the mind the train pun. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a passenger in this. He's because he, they they all get sent to sleep in like the first sort of twenty minutes. He never wakes up. No, he doesn't. He's he's got a fight. Or he fight. does some bits, but he's still asleep. Mm. He's um he's very scared, so he kind of like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. He his fight yeah. or flight just takes complete control. That's yeah. why yeah, it's quite funny that the demon put him to sleep because that's probably the only time that Sunetsu is ever useful. Yeah, <laughs> big mistake on his part. Could have killed him easily if he kept him awake. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. The, the the yeah the train demon was good. Mm. I thought I like a nice um, softly spoken villain. Yeah. I, sort I, of a uh, you know like a Vincent Price type <laughs> or a Hannibal Lecter or a uh, what's his face Hans Lander from mm. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I think a softly spoken. Someone that's very sure of themselves, but a bit smart. You're just waiting the whole time. Like, I can't I can't wait till they cut your stupid head off. <laughs> He's just standing all the time like, ooh, look at me. Ooh, I'm so clever. Me. Yeah. It's great. And he's got a hand. His hand um, just sort of pops off and walks around by itself and it's got a mouth of its own. Yeah, that's great. I thought the design on like all the demons, apart from the last one, he was just sort of a guy. But I thought all the demon, the, the design on them was, was great. Because there's the first one, which is like, what was the first one? The first one? Yeah, the very first oh. demon was like a big sort of hulking, scary boy. Yeah. And then the second one is like this big spider thing with like like ten hands and they're all really long, ten arms and they're all just really long. And he's just like dum, 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 walking down the train. Mm. Terrifying. And then the main one on the train, it's pretty cool. And he's got his hand that's like talks. And then he transforms into the entire train. <laughs> And he's just like, guess what? I'm the whole train now. And I mean, I didn't really. I, I mean, I'm not going to start trying to break it down scientifically how he turned himself into the entire train. But I thought it was still really interesting because with shows like this, you need to set up your rules, and your rules are there are demons. To kill the demons, you cut off their head. Mm. And this demon says, huh, "I'm a train now." And that's a weird, cool, interesting twist. But the characters are still like, okay, we're on this train, and this train has just turned into one big demon. Somewhere on this train is a is a spinal cord and a neck, and we still got to cut it off, even though it's essentially a train. <laughs> I thought it was really good how they, it it still is, and they have to go to the front of the train and sort of just. I thought you just you know decouple. The, the engine from the rest of the carriage you know just take the little pin out <laughs> watch it chug all the way um, but now you have sort of like they cut into the floor and under the train's floor is a big spine I thought it was really cool yeah it was a weird design wasn't it but it was clearly well thought out yeah because it didn't yeah it didn't it didn't break the pre-established rules 
Yeah. It's a train, but it's still going to have a neck because we still got to cut the head off. <laughs> yeah. Everything has a head. It's fun, yeah. this film in times. It's sad and fun, which, I mean, it's going to take me a while to watch it again because my boy Rengoku is dead and I'm still in mm. mourning. Was he in the show previously or was this his first appearance? He was in the show very briefly because we meet all of the Hareshas. Right. And he's against Nezuko and Tanjiro joining the Seaman Slayer Corps because one, he thinks Tanjiro is a child and two, he believes that Nezuko's a demon, how can a demon help? But he's um he's very uh, diplomatic. Mm. When the guy's yeah. like, look, they're in whether you like it or not, the leader, he's like, okay. And then at the end he's like, Nezuko will do great things. You, you guys Yeah, he comes fine. around on her by the end. Yeah, but like he's never like harsh to Nezuko or anything. In the series, no. someone literally stabs Nezuko because they're like trying to prove that she's aggressive. It's like stabbing right. her through a box like a pokey pokey. But... <laughs> pokey pokey. Pokey pokey. So, uh, yeah. Yes, Twice like your a question. hokey pokey. Briefly. <laughs> Briefly. Briefly. I thought it was good her in the, um, in the box because, yeah, so um, Tanjiro's sister is a demon and he takes her with him everywhere in like a big box that's basically on his back like a backpack yeah and they're on the train with the box and have you ever seen um let the right one in no it's a horror film where this uh this little girl who's a vampire and she sort of has her her caretaker she has like a human uh, what are they called? Like a thrall, maybe, would be the vampire word for it. I don't <laughs> think they say that in the film. Uh, but there's a bit where he takes her on the train and he's just got a box on the train with a little air hole in it. And, you know, there's a little knock-knock. Hi! <laughs> it was a bit like that. And I thought, ah, it's all gone a bit. Let the right one in. Maybe it was a reference. Maybe it was. And then she comes out and starts eating people. I thought, yeah. Yank. Let the right one in. Okay. Rise Nesco doesn't quite start beating people. She's a good girl. No, she does get bitey though, but to the demons. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you think overall? Overall, I thought um, entertaining. I don't feel like I lost two hours of my life. I feel like it was yeah it it was okay didn't fly by by any means um but it was just sort of like a nice fun action romp that that every 20 minutes took a little break for everyone to have a little bit of a cry which is sure it's what i do in that scenario it's it's very emotionally draining fighting anyone Mm. in real life let alone this demon slayer world Especially when if you're some kids. some man on the street or if there's anyone just came up to me and started shouting at me and punched me and I had to punch them back, I'd either be crying during that fight or very soon afterwards. I can imagine that. Yeah, I think a lot of people would. No, it's fair. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're right. it's, it's hard being confrontational in any way. Um, so yeah, it, it, and, and that's that's without anyone actually dying who you idolise. But yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Well, I'm glad you thought it was good. It probably 
narrative-wise, isn't something that you'd really be that interested in. No, not at all. But it's it's train trains are fun. They go fast. It's a fun mm-hmm. setting when the thing you're on for most of the film is hurtling through <laughs> space. Um, not actual space, just you know, space. Yeah. Um, but lends itself to to fun little moments like fighting on top of a train and and that sort of thing and I think yeah that's what it was it was just I liked watching people fight each other with swords and do big anime combos and announcing their attacks uh, because their attacks are all numbered so they say time for a number three flame cyclone and they do a big it's good I like it Mm. And, and it wasn't like they, it was not like they made them up each time. You can tell these people have a have a sort of you know little book of moves that they can do because they do the same ones a few times throughout the film. It's like number three flame cycle again. You're like I remember that one from earlier. <laughs> I like that. Snetsy just has the one. Does he? Yeah, he just has the one, but he's Let's really see. good at one. Which one's he? As Snetsy's the uh, blonde. Right, what when he does the fast zoom 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 up the train? Yeah, that's just the one move that he can do. But he's really really good at that one move. I see. And what does Bruce Lee say that I always quote? Um, I could beat up Cassius Clay. No. (laughs) (laughs) I fear not the man who has practiced ten thousand kicks once. I fear the man who has practiced one kick ten thousand times. That's oh an my god! It's true. Kick you to death. Yeah. Like a kangaroo. Mm. Don't get kicked by a kangaroo. You die. Yeah. Or a horse. Just most animals, really. Don't get in the water with a kangaroo; they'll drown you. Really? Mhm. We see Good a kangaroo Lord. sifting around some water, and it's looking Kangaroo's at you. Are- that kangaroo is waiting for you to come and get in that water and it's jeez <laughs> they're so muscular aren't they <laughs> uncomfortably so yes yeah some pictures of them just like oh my god you're just a really jacked man in a in a fursuit aren't you <laughs> like they are quite human when you see them picture them standing up like <laughs> just absolutely buff just trying to square up yeah, you've seen the video of the guy who his dog is like getting uh, antagonised by a kangaroo so he run, runs up, picks his dog and punches the kangaroo in the face. It's absolutely hilarious. And the kangaroo just looks and I'm like, I can't believe what you've just done there. I'm a kangaroo. I've never been punched in the face in my life. No, I didn't. <laughs> Great, I'll send it to you. Thank you. Oh, um, but anyway, the film. <laughs> yeah, it was alright. I give it a. Uh, I, I my my um my out of ten, I think in my head is usually five is like just absolutely average. So like a four is bad. So really, I view a a, a one to ten as a. Minus five to plus five, if you see what I mean. Where is this going? Five being the zero, and then anything either side is like good, and anything under is bad. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I actually think the same way, I think. 
Yeah. Like if it's yeah. above five, I'll watch it. If it's below five, I'll probably skip it. Sure, and that's how. Um, don't know if you know you know Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's how they do it. You see a lot of things have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You're like, how has it got a hundred percent? Because that means that a hundred percent of people have rated it above five. So everyone in the world could think a film was a six out of ten. That's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Why? Because that's how they do it. It's a hundred percent of people have rated it above five. Fair. It's interesting. Yeah. I think it's a bit rubbish. That's why it's better to look at IMDb for that sort of thing. Yeah. Although IMDb is just an echo chamber of Shawshank Redemption and Dark Knight. But, but, I'm going to rate this a 6 out of 10. What say you? I say an 8. An 8? I enjoyed okay. this. That's what I rated the Aristocats. And I'm thinking of it purely about enjoyment levels. And I enjoyed it just yeah. as much as I enjoy the Aristocats. So to rate it lower would be unfair. Okay, well, I, I think I rated the Aristocats a 8. I definitely enjoyed Aristocats way more than this. <laughs> you did, you love it. Maybe we should do I some did. more Disney classics that you haven't seen. Uh, I, I just doubt they'd be that good, but absolutely, lay them on me. <laughs> All right. But why wouldn't they be that good? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I just don't have a lot of faith in Disney, but maybe that's misplaced. Yeah. We'll find out, because I'm sure we'll go back there at some point. If not next week, I don't know. Where could be? Any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts is if you haven't seen it and you like fights and storytelling, watch the season before you watch the film. Probably a lot of our audience haven't watched the film or the season, yes. so that's my recommendation. Um, and overall, yeah good film glad that okay. you found enjoyment from it even though it's not something that you typically would like to watch yeah it's it's uh it's got it's got merit in in places yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a very vague almost non-statement yeah uh, but not a very vague non-statement is uh my final thoughts rengoku looks like an anime guy fieri <laughs> Uh, goodbye. Thank you for watching. Thank you very much. Oh, don't forget to comment any suggestions you have for us that you would like to see us cover. Yes, that'd be good. Thank you. Mwah.